Okay, like good morning, Kunmuk. Um, today we have with us for the Travel Daily Inspirational Women in Travel Asia, um, Kunmuk, who is Executive Vice President of Patana Sport Resort in Chonburi, Thailand. Now, Kunmuk has been there since the beginning, which is over 13 years, and has developed the resort from its golf and hotel into so much more. So today we're going to find out what she's been doing and how she's been doing it and what else she does in her life. So good afternoon, Kunmuk. Um, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us who you are and what you do. Okay. So hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Muk uh, in Thai. My full name is Rujirapan Jung Rungrungjit. So I'm working for my family business, um, managing a sport resort called Patana, P-A-T-T-A-N-A. -A -A. Uh, it's located in Siracha, Shonburi, Thailand. Um, we have 27 whole um, golf courses, um, different types of hotel rooms, um, total of 222 keys, uh, different types of function rooms for, um, you know, meetings, seminars, uh, restaurants. Uh, we just completed our new sport, um, Arena Zone, with football stadium, um, three football practice fields, a uh, 50-meter um, swimming pool, um, futsal running track, and a cycling track. Um, I am right now holding a title as executive vice president, but I believe I'm doing a lot of things beyond looking at just month end reports. So my role starts from um, describing my vision and trying to visualize it so that everyone understands where we want to be in the future. Um, that includes as well um, creating and trying to cultivate the new culture for the company. Um, I also work on um, the rebranding part of um, you know, our uh, branding to change um, our company image so that we can reach new markets, um, borrowing stuff as IT systems, accounting system, uh, you know, all those backbone um, behind the scene systems that's as well included in my day-to-day -day job. That's quite a role you've got there. <laughs> How did it all start? How did you get into this? Um, my main family business is actually in auto parts. So I actually grew up seeing how things um, get done in the factory. Uh, however, I think their turning point was when my father uh, passed away at the age of 56 uh, because of cancer. So then my um, elder sister and my elder brother um, had to suddenly jump into helping my mom managing um, the manufacturing side. Uh, but my father loved golf so much and he always dreamed of um, having you know, a golf course of his own. He, he tried to acquire one uh, when he was alive, but the deal did not, did not succeed. So um, when he passed away, my mom wanted to uh, pursue his dream. So she built this place, named it Patana, so that we always remember his name, so that his legacy can always continue on. Um, and I think since the location is, you know, a bit far out, uh, so Patana at that time was like kind of out of sight. So I think she wanted to um, have someone focus into managing services and operations 
So somehow she <laughs> threw me in and that's how I started. So I actually joined, I think maybe after a couple of years of um, its, its opening. Uh, so when I, I joined, a lot of problems to solve, but as well, I saw many new opportunities. Um, and that's the reason why we, you know, work on setting the new vision. So we grew from being a golf resort to uh, being right now a sport resort. So people start remember us not just having a golf course, but having um, kids camps, having many types of sport events, you know, a good training ground for different type of sports. Uh, we also um, stay close to a lot of industrial estates in their area. So people as well remember us as um, hospitality center of um, Chonburi Sirasha. What a wonderful way to remember your father. So were you thrown in at the deep end or were you, how did you prepare for that sort of role? Um, I actually had no ideas about hospitality when I got started. Um, zero knowledge about golf. Uh, but I think seeing my moms and my dad, you know, working and how they, uh, I think, taught me to be a leader. So I think I kind of um, start with uh, something that I know. I mean, with accounting background, uh, you know, I know figures. So I start looking at assets and balance sheets and trying to think uh, what we can do to gain revenue. For example, we have the football stadium uh, from day one of our operations, but we position ourselves as a golf resort. So at one point, that's a huge asset to manage. So we have to think about how we can utilize it. So we created um, the sport event. So using sport marketing, to apply into our strategy. And that's the reason why we start, you know, the first Patana Industrial Cup uh, back like many years ago, and it became our annual event right now. With the kids? Uh, the Industrial Cup is actually for um, workers in the factories. So they, they play uh, games, right? But they might not have access to um, quality facility. They might just pay, pay uh, play around um, in the fields in, in the local area. Okay. But when we organize this, we have um, proper uh, referees and they get to play in a big stadium and we got funding from the government. Um, you know, so that's how I think we got started. So how, how have you, are you self-taught or how have you got to, how have you learned all these different things? I think I learned from different things around me. I think it's not really from textbook. You might not just, oh, let's pick this from the textbook. But I think the way you open your eyes, your ears, um, trying to learn from mistakes of others, but as well success of others, then you kind of mix and match and create your own recipe. It, it has to mix, I think, for myself. It's, it's mixed with my personal passion as well. You know, I love sports. I, I enjoy um, sports and I see uh, commercial opportunities out of um, the things that I like as a hobby. And then, you know, mixing with other things that you learn in your experience, it's, it's kind of helped me to create my own formula. 
So you've you've followed your passion. You you said you started off with an accounting accounting background. Background, yes. You've actually followed your passion and built the resort around your passion, which is sport. Yes. Okay, and, and I think that's that's the key because um, without passion, you might not want to feel the need to go an extra mile. Mm. You might just feel like it's a job, and you might watch your clock. <laughs> during your you know working time yes but passion then you don't really feel like going to work I mean it, it seems to be um, something you want to do something you want to achieve as as your life goal so you don't feel like okay this is 5 p.m and let's just you know go home and you want to do whatever it takes you know, you know <laughs> to, to get there you will yeah. do whatever it takes I wouldn't um, look at my JD as executive vice president because a lot of time it doesn't seem to match with what I actually do. Mm. Um, but I think that's that's passion gives gives you that energy. And you're working a lot with the local community. Tell us a little bit about how you're doing that and why. Okay, so I think one example that I just mentioned is this uh, Patana Indersol Cup, mm -hmm. uh, which is a golf tournament. Uh, so actually, after we launched that um, concept, uh, we met a local uh, coach and he wanted to set up the youth club. So somehow at that point, we um, formed this, this Patana FC uh, and we have about 20 kids that time, uh, 13, 14. Uh, and we didn't know so much about golf, uh, about football. But then we thought it's actually a good idea to support community. At least I get to use my stadium more often. Uh, however, somehow the team did a very good job. We won like so many national tournaments and people start to support us in different ways. Uh, then we create this as a scholarship program. So we recruit um, good uh, performers and uh, they live in with us. We send them off to school. We pay for their tuition. They get access to our facility. They are trained with our um, experienced coaches and we send them to play around, you know. And I think uh, recently the, their professional teams came to us and say, I want to have your boys. Can I borrow your boys to play in my club? So we wanted to find the pathway that they can um, become a professional player. And along this journey, you work with like parents. You have to always communicate to the parents. You work with schools, teachers, to let them understand that they are athletes. So sometimes they have to miss schools. Sometimes they might have to go to school late or take special time for their class. Uh, so if they understand, then they support the kids. Otherwise, they have to feel like okay then I would rather pick education or then I quit education to you know be a sportman. so we want to make sure that they gain both sides okay so you're supporting them the whole way through really yes so that's I think one one key initiative that I can can share mm -hmm. how it touched um, many different stakeholders in our community so what else have you developed over the last couple of years um, in terms of infrastructure, um, or... you mentioned the sports. Tell us a bit more about the sports um, sports side of Patana. Okay, so um, I think before I started to build 
this uh, big investment project. Uh, I think it started with um, myself wanted to become a triathlete. So I start to join events. I think the first event that I joined uh, was in Hua Hin. So it's a golf resort, similar setting with uh, Patana. So they have the lake, they have um, accommodation, they have uh, internal roads, um, and then they organize this Hua Hin triathlon. And when I went there, I was like, actually, we can as well do the same because we have you know the roads, we have lakes, we have hotels, and we are not so far from Bangkok. So I um, contacted the organizer of the event, and that's how we started the first Patana Triathlon event um, on our ground. And we still organize it every year, except this COVID year that it as well became our annual event. So people remember Patana, uh, you know, not just a golf resort. Every time that we organize this, we reach new and new um, audience. And they know that oh okay we have um, we have team building service we have a lot of meeting rooms so uh, I started to see again um, many new opportunities uh, that Thailand lacks um, good facility for training um, and with our climate our you know our weather people love hospitality so sport tourism is as well uh, something of the future. And that's why we decided to make this big investment, uh, building this new whole facilities. Uh, and that's somehow as well, another big change for Patana. So we even changed our commercial name from calling ourselves Patana Golf Club and Resort to simply be Patana Sport Resort. Because we're not talking to golfers, but we're talking to kids who want to train for a triathlon. We also uh, want to see people from uh, Europe coming to train, uh, you know, before they have the season. So the preseason training from everywhere around the world or pre-Olympic or pre-Asian game, that's, that's, uh, that's what I think we envision. Mm. I think you've also been, from what I know, you've also been quite influential in getting a lot of children involved in sports, whether it's swimming or the full triathlon mm -hmm. or the football. Yes. So you've seen that grow a lot, I believe, within Thailand well, I at the moment. I have kids myself, you know, twin girls. So um, I think sport is a very good tool to, to teach people. Um, it's, it's not just a physical development, but mental, uh, intellectual, social. So uh, we found that, again, in Thailand, there, there were not many uh, kids' events. And if you have kids, then you're worried so much about their safety. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that they're safe. Um, so we then create, um, actually, the first year we create a very small event for for kids after we finish the adult triathlon then we you know have like two hours of kids triathlon but somehow like we gain a lot of attention and parents came to us and say why don't you have a shift timing why don't you have this and that and we thought actually we didn't think that it's going to be that big but the feedback that we got and we learned from you know our customer voices 
then we say, okay, next year, let's invest a little bit more on chip timing. Then let's invest a little bit more, more on having medals and fancy, you know, design shirts. And, uh, and we started to, to, to grow um, from there. I think we are one of the best um, kids triathlon uh, event brand in, in the country right now. And your girls are mini triathletes as well? Uh, I push them. <laughs> I'm not sure they enjoy it, but, you know, that's, that's part of the push as a parent. Yes, yes, yes. So you have a calendar full of um, events for the year. Yes, every year we um, have this January to December event list. Again, um, with COVID, thing change a little uh, with the shutdown on and off. Mm-hmm. But in a normal year, then yes, we launch our full, uh, full year calendar. Uh, that's including um, training camps, like weekend training or a longer version of training, like a week. And then uh, we have many types of races in a year from kids to adults. And anybody and from, can join. From like 5K fun run to like 21K. Open to everyone. Time. Everyone can come and join. Yes. In the future, we hope that we would gain a more audience from, you know, disability or minority groups. Mm-hmm. That's something we, we want to add more in the future, like open wider and wider access. Um, for us, it's, it's not about being, in, being exclusive. You, you hear it pretty often, especially in hospitality. But I think uh, we look, uh, maybe we see it different. We want to actually be more inclusive, you know, trying to include everyone as as much as possible. Um, we believe that our price points can be different. Doesn't mean that you have to be cheap or expensive, but we could offer different price points so that people could access our services and be able to touch sports. So that's, that's something that we take it as, as our brand essence. And all this has grown from your passion for sports. Yes, yes, I, I think it's played a big role in, again, how I willing to go extra mile or challenge a lot of things that I uh, see in my day to day. Challenge in the sense that we, we have to change to get to where we want to be. So who has inspired you in, in recent years? Who's, who's been your inspiration? Um, I think my, my parents set a very good example of um, how your work hard could be pay off because I see them working hard through the business. Um, but my personal inspirations, I think it's uh, come from people who work hard to achieve extraordinary results. It could be simple. Like I went to an Ironman event and seeing athletes with only one leg mm. and trying to finish their full Ironman distance. That's for me very inspiring. Or even seeing Elon trying to build a spaceship to Mars. You know, people who do like big things, who, who dream of the impossible, uh, those stories that I hear every day, I think that's inspiration that I, that I get. And that's how you want to, to build yourself to be better and better. And that you have unlimited potential to um, not just be the best version for yourself, but to make this world a better place. And to have a dream that you can work towards. Yes, yes. 
What's the greatest that. challenge that you faced? That it involved change. Actually, a lot of changes. Yeah. Not that everyone like changes. So if you want to change from A to B or if you want to change how things get done for the last 10 years, that's taking a lot of effort. You always gain resistance. You will always have people questioning you or say that you should not do that or no one did this before. Um, so I think that's the challenging part because if you want to move from A to B and you get all this supporting system, you know, your move could be easier. But again, every step that we want to change something big, you always find resistance. So sometimes you might take one step further, but then those uh, no noises or sometimes you have to take one step backward and then you take another three steps. And then, you know, so it's not just a speedy um, fast forward, right? But I think we learned along the way how to um, cope with all these bumps along the road. How do you keep yourself motivated when everybody's telling you, oh, that can't be done and that's too difficult and we've always done I, it like this? I keep the vision that I see in my head. I keep picturing that thing because uh, you, you, when you want to get there, I think you need to, again, build your own energy. So I, I will always picture, again, seeing people training for an Ironman you know, having the pro athletes come and run in, in our property or having swimming team from, you know, the US or country around the world. So I think that's, again, give me energy to, to get up and, and get my shit done. We're <laughs> <laughs> <way of> putting it. <laughs> right. um, okay, so what advice would you give to the younger generation, particularly girls who are perhaps looking at a career in hospitality and the families sit there and say, mm, you know, maybe not, maybe you should be a lawyer or a doctor or what advice would you give to young girls? Um, first of all, I think start with believing in yourself and gender should not be your limiting factor to do or not to do. Uh, and I think explore and experience as much as you can. So when you are young and inexperienced, um, I think um, we have to open eyes, ears, as I mentioned, learn from um, everything that, that touch you on a, on a daily basis um, and keep finding your, your click. I think when you find that click, uh, yeah. you know that this is where you want to go. This is the path that, you want to take in life and whatever you choose to do I think you have to always give it the best shot because we cannot turn back time we don't want to feel regret for not doing it good enough so your actions today build your future and um, keep envisioning your your future self visualize it in your head the picture of your own version of finish line crossing um, it will always give you energy to um, again, go in extra mile. It's fantastic advice to give the younger generation, boys and girls. Keep that focus. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we wrap up? Um, I think with COVID time, 
uh, everyone struggle in some way, but I think stay hopeful. Uh, the world will figure it out. I think we have a lot of smart, you know, people in this world. So we will cross this obstacle and stay hopeful. I think stay motivated, um, keep your goals and keep continuing, you know, working on it. It could be a hiccup time for everyone, but don't, uh, don't drop your dreams. Fantastic advice. And what's in the next year future for Patana? What's happening in 2022? Uh, next year, um, again, we hope that uh, we will start seeing international audience. That's what we always dream about. Uh, with COVID, again, the flight uh, were not available. So we got so many inquiries, but didn't get to see them um, on the ground. So hopefully we start seeing teams from Korean with football and start seeing um, European guys come and train during the summer. Um, that's, that's, I think, what we are looking forward to. What's the first um, triathlon event or sports event that you've got planned for next year? Uh, we actually have something coming up um, this month as a new normal. So instead of using like a full ship timing system, we uh, adapt to you use um, the you know Garmin Wash and Strava platform. And then another one will be in December to start something a little bit bigger to prepare for next year. And I think next year onward, we have kids, we have running uh, many things that we uh, bring back and it's, it should be something exciting for everyone. Well, we look forward to that. We look forward to borders reopening and getting back to something near normal. So yes. thank you very much, Kunmuk, for your time today. And we wish you all the best for the coming year. Thank you.